0: It's just like TikTok and just the internet in general connects people in a way that was never
1: possible before. Yeah,
0: seriously. Who are some of the like, like most insane contacts you've made? I mean, obviously Frankie.
1: I FaceTimed John Stamos yesterday. (laughs)
0: To the official TikTok for You podcast. I'm your host Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Welcome back to the official TikTok for You podcast. I'm your host Brittany Broski, and today I had the pleasure of sitting down with Tati. And we talked about her rise to fame, her come up. She is a renaissance woman. She does it all. Photographer, fashion designer, makeup expert. She really pioneered the way for TikTokers to be seen, you know, in this sort of high fashion, uh, avant-garde light. And it was an absolute pleasure talking to her. She is such an intelligent, creative young woman at only 19. She really just paved the way for you know, creatives to to connect and meet each other and, and help each other out on TikTok. So here's the episode. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the stage, Miss Tati. Hello. Hey, so happy to be here. So
0: glad to have you. Well, give us the rundown. Who are you? Where are you from? How old are you? Just the basics.
1: All right. My name is Tati. I was born in Germany, but I grew up in Newport Beach, California. I'm 19 years old, soon to be 20. You're only 19. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, crazy, right? Um, you give me I'm... aggressive
0: 25 year old mature lady energy.
1: <laughs> it's okay. No, most of my friends say that too. I just like have, I like have that like mom kind of vibe where I'm always cooking sure. and cleaning cool mom. and you know, cool mom vibes, cool you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh... oh, uh, I'm a photographer. Word. Yeah, that's, that's probably a crucial
0: piece of information. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, your photography career, walk us through, I mean, where did that passion come from? You know, when did you figure out you could do it? All right.
1: that. Well, it's kind of a weird, weird pathway to get to the point that I'm at now, but it all started in seventh grade. Okay. Um, <laughs> started I was, um... I was part of like student council and part of like the student council was to be on like tech squad and like tech squad is like the IT team for middle school. And so I was always like really into science and tech and stuff like that. So it was like a perfect fit for me. So they're like, okay, you're going to do the tech stuff. And like part of the job was to make videos for our like school rallies and stuff like mm. that. And, school like news system, I guess. I don't I don't know if any other school has that, so I might be going sure. on a tangent. the, but, the um, high school,
0: middle school broadcast team. Yeah, yeah, the
1: <laughs> broadcast team. <laughs> and um so my job was to like, make videos there. And every so often I'll like take a couple photos in between and stuff. And then I got to high school and there's like this big like summer camp that like the high school student leaderships go to. And they throw a big concert at the end of, um, pretty much at the end of the week. It's called OCL. And they have, like, the DJ companies that, like, put on proms and stuff pretty much go all out on one night and, like, bring their entire setup to, like, perform and to, like, show off what they can do so that the schools book them. And I wound up making a video there. And, like, one of the guys that worked for the company saw it on Instagram and he, like, DM would me and he's like, "Hey, can I reach out to you? I'd love to work with you." Same. And so my dream at the time was to become a concert photographer because I was like super, super into so EDM. Fun. Like Yo. yeah. <laughs> I was like a little rave girl, like yes! at the, by the age of like fourteen. Neon and everything,
0: glitter everywhere.
1: Oh my god, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> can we pull the,
0: the footage, the pictures? Can we no, pull no, it? Nope. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> okay, me. so this concert did, that was where it started.
1: Yeah, so I like took a video there and then this guy was like, "Hey, you want to like make a couple for my smaller EDM shows?" And so I did. I kind of built up a portfolio. And then um I started sending it off to concert promoters and club promoters at the age of 15. Cool. cool. <laughs> and one of them got back to me and he was like, "Hey, you want to stop by like Bondax's show? Bondax is like a really really is was like a really small group at the time." Um, from the UK and they're like a DJ duo and so I snuck out of the house at 16 at 11 at night on a Thursday night like which was a school night (laughs) my mom was pissed yeah how are you alive she didn't kill you here's the here's the funny part so I snuck in to the concert because I didn't I wasn't like on the call list or anything so what I did is I just told the lady at the at the box office that I forgot my ID and it was a 21 plus show. And she believed me. She was like, oh, it's fine. You're working. Just go on in. And oh my so God. I did. Kids don't, don't do this to your moms, please. <laughs> like, Write that down, write that down. Don't, don't do this to your moms. There's a much, <laughs> you don't have to take my path. Please don't. <laughs> um, and so I was like halfway through shooting the show. I look in the back and my mom's there. <laughs>
0: Wait, as like a fan, or like she knew you were gonna be she
1: there? She knew I was gonna be there because she was like, "Where are you?" And she had my location. So oh I just see like God. vibing to house music in the back, and it was—I swear, it was Did like the your most. Your
0: heart drop to your stomach.
1: I was like, "She looks like she's having a good time." So I was like, <laughs> just, <laughs> "Mom, I love you." Um, <laughs> she's Shout having a Tati's good time. Mom. Yeah, she was like just vibing out to house music in the back, and I was like that's kind of sick and so <laughs> so um eventually she forgave me because she saw that I wasn't like in a dangerous like situation or anything but from well, there you were like working right ki- yeah kind yeah. of <laughs> and so from there um I networked with like some more club promoters and concert promoters and stuff and I wound up Booking more and more shows and stuff through uh, the Observatory in Santa Ana, which is a concert venue, and so I was shooting like, like uh, my senior year, I was shooting Zara Larson, T Pain, uh, what Face. seventeen,
0: seventeen years old,
1: yeah, seventeen, and so wow. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of, kind of weird, but like fun, and so yeah, what a unique experience. Yeah, it was a weird high school experience for me because I was like on three varsity sports. And I was like, also, like, student council vice president. And then I was like taking AP classes. But then at night, I was like a concert photographer. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. Renaissance (laughs) woman.
0: Yeah. So you graduated. And what was next? Did you have plans to go to secondary school? What happened?
1: So I, um, growing up, I was always into, I was always playing sports because both my parents were. Professional basketball players in Germany. Oh, and so, sick! Yeah, yeah. I'm actually the shortest person in my family at six two. Good lord! Yeah, <laughs> that you're such an interesting. This is so interesting. <laughs> I know. There's like I just have like little fun facts I get to throw out every so often. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so
0: graduated high school. Yeah, so I next?
1: graduated high school, and I was always playing, like, club sports and stuff. So the original plan was for me to, like, try and go for a scholarship at a D1 school, like my sister, who's sure. killing it up UCSB as the team captain over there. Love it. So um, I kind of compromised with my parents, and they were like, okay, you can go D3. So I was like, all right, I'll play D3. So I wound up committing to Chapman University, which is right next to Disneyland and. Orange County, California. Work. Work. And, yeah. And so within the first week of practice, I slipped a disc in my back and wound up in the ER on my fourth day of college. Come on. And so my floor mates, who I didn't know their names at the time, were driving me to the ER at, like, midnight on a Thursday. Oh, my God. And so from there, like, I, like, told my coach, and I was like, I can still kind of run and stuff, but, like, not really – so I just decided she was like I think it's your body telling you that you don't want to play. I was like, like yeah. I was like I think so. And so That's the classic I kinda, like I could have gone pro but I tore my ACL. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> your story. <laughs> yeah, no that that is my college sports story. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I I uh I uh couldn't I couldn't play anymore. So I was like, "Well, what am I going to do with my life?" And I was like, eh, "I kind of like portrait photography because I had done concerts and stuff and I was still doing concerts like my first semester of college Mm -hmm. and I was like who do I want to take photos of and like right before going to college I actually went to Coachella with my cousin who at the time was dating a member of the vlog squad okay and so I took like a couple portraits of like Zane and Brandon and Jeff and stuff and Uh they like kind of went viral and I was like oh that's interesting I wonder I wonder if there's a Career or something there that could be made of this. not the time I didn't know that people like Bryant existed or like yeah. any of these social media photographers, like famous photographers. Yeah, like it's... I had. Well, I was a concert photographer. I had no idea. I was just kind of like sure. Da-de-da-de-da. And so I was like. What if I just start reaching out to TikTokers? Because nobody was taking photos of the TikTokers. Yet. And
0: what, what like, time period is this? Like
1: 2019? Summer 2019? This, like, this is like November of 2019. Okay. So this is when I started taking portraits. Okay. So it's only been like a year and a few months that I've been That's like, insane. hmm Very insane. It's, wow. Yeah. Well, when, when, we, when we get down the road, everybody will be like, wow, your life like changed like that. It's oh, no, for sure. Crazy, crazy. And I'm well, so TikTok grateful. Well,
0: TikTok kind of has that that power. I mean, I feel like that's, you know, every TikToker that I've spoken to on the podcast and just in general is like, my life changed forever in a matter of like days, weeks, No, months. literally, literally. So, I mean, it's just, wow. So, you, were you an active user on the app? Were you like lurking?
1: I How was, did you reach
0: out to people? I
1: was lurking. I was just kind of sure. like... Wow, this is cool, because I had started watching TikToks when PewDiePie made a video about it. Yes! <laughs> so PewDiePie is the reason that I'm on TikTok, so thank you, Thank PewDiePie. you, PewDiePie. <laughs> Shut
0: up, <out> PewDiePie.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this was, like, November, and I had been, like, I had known what, like, the Lights Out tour was, because my friend was the videographer on it. Uh-huh. And so I was, like... What
0: can you explain Lights Out tour for those
1: listening? Oh, for anyone that doesn't know what the Lights Out tour was, it was, like, the summer of 2019, and, like... All the e-boys, I guess, just kind of went, like, on a meet-and-greet tour across the U.S. And it went, like, I don't know. It was kind of a big deal at the time, right? I was not into that whole culture. I was,
0: like, on the side that, like, made fun of those kind of people. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, regardless. I think we all were at a point. (laughs) Oh, for sure. But, regardless, I mean, that was happening. And they were making
1: money. Yeah, yeah. It's like, MadCon
0: 2.0.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was, like, MadCon 2.0, but with, like, the pretty e-boys. And so Mm. I was, like why is nobody like taking good photos of them? And so I DM'd Griffin Johnson and I was like, hey, want to shoot? And he was like, sure. And so this was like, um, to put this in perspective, I went to like the, the, the precursor to the Sway house and mm-hmm. I like took photos of Griffin and Bryce and Addison was there and she had 200,000 Instagram followers at the time. Oh my God. Yeah. This was like, because I remember I went to the streamies
0: this Uh early December of 2019 and Addison was there and no one really kind of knew who she was. It was just like, oh, she's kind of pretty. Yeah, she does dances. And then the boom happened like January, February, 2020. Yeah. So you were ahead of the curve.
1: I I guess so. (laughs) Your big brain, big juicy (laughs) brain. Big brain, big brain over here. <laughs> yeah, so like I was like just starting to take some portraits of them and I was like what if I become a TikToker myself? Right. And so I was like what if I make like concert photography TikToks and stuff? So I posted one and it was like this is what my days like and it was just like a bunch of videos of like the random like B-roll clips of like artists that I had shot. So I had like young gravy, like nearly stepping on me in the pit and like throwing a water bottle at me, just like (laughs) random stuff. And so I posted it to TikTok and it like got a million views in a day. And I was like, wow, I had gained like 50,000 followers overnight. And this is back when it was a lot easier to grow on TikTok, like where you could get like a million followers just for posting consistently. Yeah. Or just like over a matter of weeks you could hit. Yeah, seriously. And so... That went viral, and I was like, "I want." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I want it best," and so <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "All right, let's grind it out." And I'm really bad at like recording myself and stuff, so a lot of my stuff was based on um, like I'm going to go to a concert and I'm going to yeah, like, like exclusive show footage you footage, sort of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like exclusive footage and like exclusive photos, and then I had also like done like EDM recommendations and stuff. I was actually the proclaimed queen of EDM TikTok for a short short time period. Short-lived title. <laughs> Very short-lived title. But OG people will know that I started EDM TikTok. And, and this is anyway 2020? It. Early 2020? This is end of 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. A yeah,
0: very niche audience,
1: very very
0: idiom TikTok, especially at the time.
1: <laughs> it's like now there's like really niche audiences, like cast iron skillet TikTok, yes! like frog TikTok. Like, oh, frog so
0: talk is a big one. Yeah. I
1: love frog talk. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stop watching frog TikTok.
0: No one's stopping you, no one's trying to stop you. All right, Live good, drink. good, living my dreams. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, and then 2020 rolls around and I get invited um, to do some like video and like photo work for this charity called Bad Dancers Only. And the two co-owners of it, Ben and Mark, are now my best friends and my next door neighbors. So this shows you how how deep this connection was. So they actually um, met me on my college campus because they were doing like some sort of like tour thing where they're trying to spread awareness for Mental health and um, depression and anxiety in teens, mm-hmm. and so I had met them there, and they were like, "Oh, you're cool. Like, I see that you do the TikTok stuff too, because their main form of outreach was going through TikTokers to promote stuff. So they were really, really early to the TikTok thing, absolutely, as well. And so um, they invited me to come to Playlist Live with them, and I was like, "I don't have TBT, enough Playlist Live. <laughs> what a time to be alive." <laughs>
0: For those who don't know, playlist live is is kind of like a a VidCon. It's a convention for creators um uh, both small and and big, to meet their fans. Fans can buy a ticket um, there's panels, there's meet and greets, there's concerts. Larry like performed a concert yeah. <laughs> um and so it's it's a fantastic opportunity for creators to network as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that you did a lot of
1: networking um okay there. guys. <laughs> don't again, don't follow in my footsteps. When I got to playlist live, I can hear the story. The, I I convinced the security I spoke in a Russian accent for the first 24 hours of Playlist Live. And I'm 6'2, so people are like, oh wow, who's that? And so I convinced (laughs) the security that I was a really famous photographer and that I should have a TikTok ban to get into the TikTok lounge. You're ill.
0: (laughs) That is ill.
1: (laughs) And so so they're like, oh, okay. And so they gave me like the VIP credentials to everything. Your big juicy brain. (laughs) It was really like, don't do what I do, guys. I don't
0: disclaimer (laughs) don't do it but it's cool what she did
1: (laughs) (laughs) not at all but yeah so i pretended to be really famous and i got into the tiktok lounge and i was like i I went up to addison i was like hey addison hey um like because i had known like some some random creators from back in la and everybody's like how do you know these people and i was like oh i'm from la and can I take a photo of you? Like, went up to Aviva Sophia and I was like, can I take a portrait of you? So I just like went around the entirety of the TikTok lounge. Like handing asked, out
0: business cards?
1: No, not even that. I was just like, can I take a photo of you? And they're like, oh, how do I get the photo? Um, And I was like, oh, just, just give me your number. And then like, I'll just text it to you. And they're like, sure. So I just got everybody's contact information. That is so smart. And so, and I had like some decent it's hard to, like, take photos at places because it's not, like, a very photogenic place. It's a hotel, basically. And so I was really working with bare-bones minimum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I took some, like, pretty decent portraits of everybody. And then I met Chase Keith. Shout Shout out, out Chase 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 Keith. Keith. (laughs) Chase Keith. (laughs) And um, he was like, hey, want to get, like, Chick-fil-A with me right now? And I was like, sure. You're, like, way too cool for me. But... (laughs) 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 Yeah, and so I, like, um, made my – he's now my best friend. We freestyle together in the car everywhere that we drive. Beautiful. We we live – back when I was living in Orange County, we were living 10 minutes apart, so we'd see each other every night and get boba. Like, I love Chase Keith. Thank you for helping me with everything. Because, like, without him, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. I'll be very honest. And so, yeah, so I just networked a bunch at Playlist – and then sent off photos. Everybody started posting them. So I like got like a little boost from it.
0: Yeah, that's how you and I met. We were at a mm-hmm. house party question mark uh, playlist. I don't know what to call that. Uh, it was all kind of a blur. Um, but yeah. we, I, I remember meeting you at a house party and you literally just like pulled me by the arm and were like, I love you. Can I take a picture of you? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and so we did a little photo shoot upstairs, me and like Emmy and Ian and all them. Yeah, everybody, like everybody grandmates. that was
1: at that like house party type thing. Um, so we set fun. up like the top floor of the house as a photo studio. So we just like grab people and like take people just party coming in and, and out. It yeah, was super yeah. fun. Yeah, it was really
0: fun. Well, I have a, I have a question. That's it might be a little personal. You don't have to answer it. Do you think as an artist, because you are an artist? I mean, photography is an art. Mm-hmm. Um. Just in general on social media, artists are underpaid?
1: Hmm. I would say I would say there's a lot of artists that don't know how to properly monetize their work mm. and know how to create a product out of the art that they make. Because yeah. the the reason that I make art a lot of times is like to express something from within myself or help someone else express something. And that sometimes can be relatable. So you can like turn that into a product of some sort or like be able to monetize your platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really dependent on who, who it is. And I think that that's, that's a, we, can't, we can't just blame people for not paying artists. Like artists sure. need to understand how to be able to sell a product as well. Interesting take. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I probably, I just would have said yeah. I mean, just on the internet, people exploit artists. And oh yeah, just, my stuff I mean, gets exploited all the time. Stolen, reposted. Mm-hmm. They'll cut off your handle yeah. if you watermark a picture or something. They will crop it out, mm-hmm. or you know, Photoshop it out. I mean, it's really just upsetting. And so, especially mm-hmm. you know, on TikTok, I see a lot of artists promote themselves. Um, whether it be photography, you know, like hit me up for for um, a session or if it's like I do uh, custom paintings or you know you customize
1: clothes right yeah yeah so yeah so I'm gonna be working on some clothing stuff soon actually like doing a one of oh, one exciting. line which is gonna be really cool but yes! back to the whole copyright thing that's why my bio says tag me or die and it yes! hasn't changed in two years and it probably never will Oh and it never will. And it works because now I have a cult of Illumitati followers that anytime oh, someone I doesn't tag me, they go in and they just like attack. They're like, like, are you
0: gonna credit the artist? Are you gonna credit her? <laughs> Where's the
1: tag? Yeah, no, literally. Sometimes I feel bad though because um I'm like, guys, don't be don't be too mean. That's my friend. Like you don't need oh. to like I can just text them. But like they're they look out for me. So I'm very grateful. That's, for That's that's very good. Yeah. What, what
0: a unique sort of TikTok experience where you kind of went viral and popped off for your footage of other people. But yeah. now you have a following of people see the real you. How do you show Tati online? How
1: do I show Tati online? Well, come come quarantine, everything mm. stops.
0: Yeah, I sure. I was like,
1: I can't see other people, can't take photos of other people. Yeah, no so concerts, like, no nothing. Nothing. And so I was like, what am I going to do now? And I was like guess it's up to me and so <laughs> <laughs> You're like looking at your hands <laughs> I know I know my hands are just they're iced out right now <laughs> um but yeah I was like I guess it's up to me now I guess I have to take self-portraits and you know like try and share photography tips or something yeah. of the sort and so I got really really innovative with my quarantine content because like as a photographer how the hell are you supposed to like
0: translate you know, that into seriously. yeah
1: yeah so I started like doing like photoshop stuff photo tutorials like modeling tips because I forgot wow. to mention this back in high school I was also a runway model girl what yeah just like uh, back when I was that back when I was the resume <laughs> I, I mean I want to try everything at least once so That's I like started sharing like modeling tips and then um, as things started to loosen up, especially in SoCal, because we did a really good job in the beginning, um, I, was started, I started to like do like one-on-one shoots um, in studio spaces with masks and tests uh-huh. and stuff. And um, that's when I think things really started to change for me. Yeah. Um, and and like people were very interested in like a studio space because nobody had really taken t- TikTokers into like um, this kind of like editorial setting, yeah. Yeah. And so I, was I one remember
0: the- you you were one of the first to shoot like Lil Huddy and and really paint him as the fashion icon that he's become.
1: Yeah, that know? was that was cool. I think I I think that like uh, over the summer I don't think people or i think that i helped people realize the potential that they had by taking them into this editorial and studio space and making like high quality images of them and like putting them in fancy clothes and big dresses and avant-garde things and like helping them express themselves which i think is really cool because i was like well honey i think it's time we turn you into a vampire or like i was like maddie monroe like i want to put you in this big red dress and like make you look like a queen and like people started eating it up because it was something so new to the space i'm obsessed with you you're
0: like (laughs) literally like innovative like envelope (laughs) pusher i mean it's fantastic because that's a big i mean we could talk about this for hours of like i think that social media creators or just online creators in general Mm -hmm. um aren't really given the respect Th- they deserve a lot of the time. You mm-hmm. know, they can have the millions and millions of followers, but still be like a laughing stock. Yeah. And the way Absolutely. that like a list actors and, and entertainers are not. So mm-hmm. I think that it's so crucial that people like you are like, I really see potential and
1: you're furthering your career and
0: also theirs. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. partnership.
1: No, it's, it's like this beautiful marriage because I think that like, without, without this period of time I think a lot of things would have turned out differently for all of us oh for sure like that we're working closely together so I mean like I started working with a really awesome stylist shout out Tabitha she was like hey want to like you know collab and stuff and so she started helping me out there and then like eventually people at Vogue like at one point um, Vogue started becoming interested in what we were doing and so um, that came about and then like I don't know. There was like a lot of more mainstream media attention on the work I was doing, which was yeah. really cool. And even nowadays, like it just it's getting cooler and cooler as the day goes on. I mean, yeah. I'm here right now, which is like really cool to me too.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just up, up from here, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, what Crazy. were some of those first
1: sessions
0: like? I mean, shooting, you know, boys who are not really <laughs> comfortable in that editorial, you know, high fashion space what was that like were you like
1: don't put your hand there get your no smile <laughs> <laughs> so um it was definitely like like one of my close friends Jordan Huxhold when i first started shooting him initially like he was was like he was like kind of kind of about it not kind of about it he wasn't super confident in front of the camera and so mm-hmm. like just kind of being patient with people and um I love Jordan, by the way. Don't take that as an insult. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, moving in front of the camera can sometimes be difficult. So, like, putting a mirror behind them or, like, just directing them a little bit more and, like, holding their hand, giving them examples, like, being visual and, like, making sure to have a conversation before shooting with them to make sure that you're both comfortable with each other is really important. Because I never want anyone to feel uncomfortable on one of my sets or, like being way too outside of their comfort zone. So creating that like happy marriage of me helping them turn into what they want to be while still like keeping my artistic style was like really, is really important to me. So um, those first kind of sessions were like very bootleggy. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing with the lighting, but I'm just going (laughs) to press a bunch of buttons because I saw it online somewhere. And you know, it was, I mean, some of it still turned out. I look back on it now and I'm a little bit cringe cringeworthy but um but it was definitely like better than what people were painting tiktokers of as for sure
0: well and it's also like you know when when creators are used to their the front camera of their smartphone you know Mm -hmm. any production quality greater than that or like a dslr is like
1: oh my god (laughs) so yeah but yeah like even as as time went on like Jordan is now, like, a really, really awesome model. Like, he wow. he just knows what to do in front of the camera now. So I'm, like, so happy to be part of everybody's journey in my small way. Yeah. So that's really well, cool. Well, that uh, – Tati
0: did – for those listening, Tati did the promo um, for this podcast, actually. She shot me, <laughs> not with a gun, but she did shoot me with a camera. Um, <laughs> and um, it was so fun because what you said is very true of, you know, there were some – Shots or poses where you're like, we could try this, and I was like, I don't like that. And you were like, that's fine, that's totally fine, and I and I love that that you know it doesn't hurt your feelings, and and you no, want to make sure never. that the client loves you know what you're creating together, Absolutely. and that's so important. So
1: yeah, there's a happy marriage. It is <laughs> there's a happy marriage. Photographers don't need to be so all the time, especially yeah. if you're like capturing like a portrait of uh, and like trying to express someone's personality. It's not not everybody's an IMG. Carly Kloss. Sure. Bella Hadid supermodel. That's like, I just know what to do and just do anything to me. Like, that is giving very much
0: collarbone. Yeah. (laughs) It's very much IMG collarbone. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you remember your first client ever?
1: Was it Griffin Johnson? The first collab that I did was with an ex Team 10 member. His name's Austin Hare. And so actually I actually haven't spoken to him in a while, but he's really, really, really cool. Very nice guy. Um, so that was, like, one of the very first kind of, like, insta-famous social media people that I had shot. Wow. Yeah. And who was the most recent?
0: Are you, are you allowed to say? Or is it, like, a secret?
1: Oh, I, I just finished up Maddie Monroe's birthday shoot. Yeah, that, That's cool. Yeah. Love and Maddie Monroe. then um, I'm working on some stuff, some secret stuff with Bella Porch the next coming week so
0: Cute. Love yeah,
1: it. Be- Bella's so cool I love her
0: <laughs> and that's also such good growth for you I mean with these creators that are larger than life I mean mm-hmm. if you're if you're on TikTok you know these creators where it's just like they're pulling numbers that are stupid I can't even count that high and <laughs> and you know to have your name attached or even sometimes you're in the videos with them yeah like the b-roll <laughs> footage it's fantastic
1: yeah. I know it's it's cool. It's it's also like they are not obligated at all to include me, so it's very nice of them to always be like you deserve a little little, you know, it's so nice of them and it's so cool that I like to that like I befriend these people along the way. Like, yeah. my best friends are from TikTok. My entire friend circle is. Yeah, TikTok.
0: um, Mr. Frankie Jonas, cult leader himself, shouted you out on our yeah. episode. He said <laughs> that y'all Frankie, are like besties, dude.
1: We FaceTime every day for like five hours. Frankie that is and I, insane. Frankie and like brother and sister at this point. How did y'all meet? Just TikTok um, DMs. Yeah, I like commented on one of his videos. I just put like, I love you. And then he was like following me and I was like, Why is Frankie Jonas following <laughs> me And so I like followed him back and then I hit him in the DMs. And then I was like, Um, call me. So I just gave him his number, gave him my number. And he just we just FaceTimed for a while, and then I like texted my manager, Barbara, and I was like, Barbara, I just FaceTimed with Frankie Jonas. <laughs> And she's like, "Oh, that's so funny because I've known his family for like twenty years or whatever." What? And was, yeah, and so we he wound up speaking with Barbara about some management stuff, and um, uh, from there it was just like perfect. A and, beautiful like, friendship. Bar- Barbara, Frank, and I like got dinner all together at one point. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the power of the internet, dude! I'm telling you, Seriously. it's just like
0: you, you. I recently had a TikTok where. I was (laughs) trying to recreate the rap beatbox freestyle from Justin Timberlake's Rock Your Body. (laughs) And it was obviously horrible. And then at the end, I played the real clip. And all the comments were like, you put the same clip twice. Like, she sounds amazing. (laughs) Lance Bass, the real Lance Bass from NSYNC. A.K.A. the boy band Justin Timberlake was in comments on my TikTok from his verified account and says something like, "So great, Justin Timberlake would be proud." I said, <laughs> "Hi, Lance Bass. What the hell?" Start damning with Lance Bass. Get his email. It's just like TikTok and just the internet in general connects people in a way that was never
1: possible before. Yeah,
0: seriously. Who are some of the like, m- like most insane <laughs> contacts you've made? I mean, obviously Frankie.
1: I FaceTimed John Stamos yesterday. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, so my my friend from high school is on a set with him and is and they're filming a show together. And John needed help trying to learn how to make TikToks. Oh my god. And so god. My, my friend Tiana um put gave him her phone and was like, This is my friend Tati. She's gonna help you make TikToks. <laughs> and I was like John Stamos. Like, hi. hi, John Stamos. <laughs> I was like, hi, John Stamos. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Troy Zarbra's page on TikTok and learn how to do transitions.
0: It's not John Stamos <laughs> learning TikTok transitions. That's something out of a yeah, simulation. So,
1: so he's, like, he's like, so how do I do this transition? And I was, so what you're going to do is you're going to whip the phone a little bit. <laughs> I can't. I can't.
0: It's insane, the connections that are possible. I know. I know. Well... Going back to kind of, you know, what you do on TikTok, Mm -hmm. would you say that the success you found pushes you to do like, is the next thing like this has to be better and bigger and and brighter than anything I've done before? Or is it like your audience responds to one thing and you want to keep delivering that, you know, like the behind the scenes and all that? Like, do you Mm -hmm. feel any sort of pressure to create a
1: certain type of content? definitely so Mm. the good news is i really enjoy making my content so i (laughs) i know finally one of us (laughs) (laughs) that makes one of us (laughs) yeah so i like do these little 60 second vlogs of my day because Mm. i am like a caffeinated like like go 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 crackhead like i need (laughs) to be doing things at all times during the day and so like, I'll be like, so today I woke up at 4.30 and I drove to Mexico to pick up some wardrobe and then I drove back to LA <laughs> and people are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, this is just my day. Like, this is my normal day. Man. Yeah. And so people are like really intrigued by how much that I can fit into a day. And yeah. so that's like a really big series I have going on. I've been doing it for like six months now and people still aren't tired of it. So that's kind of cool. Love it.
0: Well, it's also each day is, you know, when when you're a freelancer like that, it's like Mm -hmm. each day is a new day. It's so different.
1: Yeah. And then I, like, do, like, the more shorter form content of, like, showing the behind the scenes versus the photos and stuff and kind Mm -hmm. of make, like, an edit out of it. People really enjoy those. And sometimes I just, like, mess around and, like, make a TikTok with whoever's on set just because, like, I'm like, oh, I have a funny idea or, like, want to do this trend with me. And, like, we just have fun every so often. So kind of get a little bit of everything. Oh! Come to think, I do a lot of um, eyeliner tutorials. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's get down to the real important stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. I'm actually
1: like known for um, bringing men's eyeliner looks to TikTok. Thank God. You I know. what is his name?
0: Hold on. He's the beautiful one with he has acrylic nails. Stop a lot up. of pretty boys What's with his acrylic name? nails. He he um he's famous for his his look that's like this you were hanging out oh, with him yeah, when yeah, I FaceTimed
1: yeah, you yeah 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 um Imran Imran has really cool Imran. eyeliner yeah were you the one that taught him that he actually taught himself that and I was like that's really cool but I was the yeah, first person off. to put eyeliner on Vinnie Hacker and I will always claim that
0: <laughs> and put that on my tombstone you
1: put that on my resume our moms person- are like
0: well I don't know what any of that means <laughs> what,
1: what's up no, Our my moms, moms are like I my mom's a Vinnie super is. fan. My mom's obsessed with Vinnie Hacker. <laughs> like, she's like he's so beautiful. I'm like mom.
0: For those I that te- don't know, Vinny, yeah, Vinnie Hacker is. Uh, I don't want to over characterize, but E boy, does he fit in with the E boy?
1: I don't know. He like skates and stuff. He's just like known for being good looking, pretty much. Yeah,
0: he's just a hot boy and um, super not j- young. He's not
1: just a hot. boy. He's not just a
0: hot boy, but that's kind of what made him pop off. Yeah. (laughs) So to have, but I mean, oh, let's talk about this. How about um, having those sort of, you know, men who are in the spotlight, having those effeminate qualities and kind of hate the word, but normalizing, you know, wearing skirts or wearing eyeliner or, you know, dyeing your hair as a man. Like, do you, that's such a, a, I would say a TikTok unique because you're not really seeing that on Instagram or anything.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'm doing it a lot more on Instagram and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's always been something that's like kind of – important to me cuz i think mm-hmm. it's really important for people to be able to express their masculinity or femininity in whatever way they see fit not yeah. to not to um diminish the way that other people feel masculine but to embrace sure. another form and let other people be comfortable with it yeah. and gender um,
0: expression is such a spectrum I yeah mean, it not... really
1: is yeah. and so like um to be a safe place and to be a safe person for guys to be like hey do you want to do my makeup like do you want to try this like what if we did it in a dress or like for me yeah. to be able to suggest that and them to be comfortable with me is like something that I pride myself in I love a that. lot because it's like you know I put a little eyeliner on Kyo and he's like this is amazing and they like, love it they love it yeah it's like it's like you should be afraid to wear eyeliner you know like makeup's fun makeup's for everyone dude Mm -hmm. makeup
0: makes you feel beautiful and creative and
1: autistic and like if you do the right shade, like Imran for example has this little signature look um Mm -hmm. or like the the I don't know if you recall like the like kind of more feminine makeup that I did on Vinny but like if you do eyeliner in a way that complements your eye shape whether you're male female or um, what, whatever gender you are, like, sure. it can look good on you if yeah. you just do it properly. And so I think it's really cool that I've kind of been a person for people on TikTok to go to, to be like, maybe I should try the eyeliner look, you know? Yeah, why not? We're yeah. all stuck
0: in our rooms anyway. Try mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. So head over to Tati's page for makeup tutorials, fashion tutorials, and <laughs> photography tutorials as well, Miss Renaissance Woman. <laughs> Something I kind of wanted to talk about too is... Um, you know, you're talking about these studio sessions or, or, um, taking pictures at a concert. What kind of time and prep goes into those sort of shoots? I mean, when you're shooting someone, how long are you on set? Um, how, how many days prior have you been preparing for that? Getting wardrobe
1: lighting? So first what I usually do is if it's a new person, like I'll reach out to them via DMs or like get their number, whatever means of contact. Um, and it set up like a coffee session to like get to know more about them, like their story, like very similar to this setting, actually. Um, and like understand more about them in order to like, you know, be on the same page creatively. And so after that, after I, we've come up with a concept collaboratively where they're comfortable and I'm comfortable, but we're also pushing the limits of kind of like spotlighting that part of them that they've never been able to showcase. Which is really awesome and um we we go to like making pin boards and stuff and like sharing ideas back and forth until we have like a solidified like set of like themes concepts ideas and stories that we want to um bring to life and so from there um either i'll help with wardrobe or they'll do they'll we'll kind of like work on wardrobe together or um, I'll have Tabitha style it, who's like a very, very awesome stylist. She'll kind of help out. Well, not kind of. She will help out <laughs> and bring in some pieces. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, we set a shoot date um, <laughs> after getting all the wardrobe together. If makeup's necessary, We, I, I either bring in um, this really awesome makeup artist, Ashley or Taylor. Or if if I'm comfortable doing the makeup myself, like I'll also do the makeup for the set. Um, a lot of times when I'm shooting guys, I just wind up doing the makeup myself because I know like the whole eyeliner thing and like what to do. (laughs) And so, um, from there we book the studio session, we go to set and then sets usually about like two to four hours, depending on how many looks we're doing. And so, and if it's multiple people on a set at a time, sometimes it's longer, um, Mm -hmm. and then from there we shoot everything we take all of our videos and stuff on set and then um I send off the selected photos, or I send off like a big folder of the photos I let them do their selects because why would why would we like pick photos that they don't like you know what I mean so I actually let everybody do their own selects which is something that photographers don't usually do Mm. So I let everybody do their own selects, and then I send it back, and then they pick their top ten or whatever. And then I go in and I do some like heavy, like very in-depth retouch. Sometimes takes an hour and a half per photo. Holy,
0: what? Just yeah. like light retouches, or do they? Is it like you are face
1: tuning these people? <laughs> I'm well. It's not. It's not face tuning because if you look at like my work, it's not to the point where it's like you know, yeah, like a like um an influencer from 2016 sponsored by you know (laughs) whoever who just
0: like the colors the colors in your photos are beautiful
1: thank you it's very well done thank you so yeah that sometimes takes like an hour and a half for photo but i don't mind it because then you know it's more of an art piece and then like from there if i really want to add something in it's like i'll do like multimedia stuff where i'll actually go print the photos drawing them, scan them back in. Cool. It just depends on what we're doing. She's an artist or so whatever. She's an artist.
0: <laughs> Before we kind of wrap up, I wanted to talk about some of because we talked about frog talk earlier. What are oh, yeah, some yeah. niche TikTok sides that you find yourself on? What are some of your favorite, you know, videos, types? Back in
1: the day, my very first TikTok talker that I was a huge fan of, he doesn't make as much content anymore. Understandable because it's exhausting. Jack in and in. Stop! I was the biggest. I'm the biggest Jack in
0: He listen. Shout out Jack first of all. Young Jack in and in on TikTok. Go follow him. He was such a. I mean, like I was never. I had never seen skits the way that he was doing them. He would play different characters, but like, and oh my god,
1: I just you can't even describe it. I just, I'm like, how do you, how does your brain work like this? So early days I was there and then I was stuck on deep TikTok, which is a little scary. Yeah, I'm glad that that's come and gone. Deep TikTok? Yeah. i like, what Burlington Coat Factory TikTok? Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> 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 There was such a an obsession with the alt versus straight TikTok. And it was. Exhausting. I got so much hate because
1: people are like, they're like, oh, Tati, I can't believe you're switching to straight TikTok. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, I'm sorry, I have a job. I can't discriminate. <laughs> are, they, are they are they like, are you alt or straight? I can't figure you out. Come and I'm on. like, I wear chains and rings, but you know, I like to renegade. I don't know. Like <laughs> <Not> renegade. <laughs> <not the> renegade. <laughs> well, that
0: is yeah, I'm so glad you said Jack. He he deserves so much. He deserves
1: the world. He does. I
0: love him. Beautiful man as well. Very gorgeous.
1: Yeah, he's also very good looking. Yes. And I have not gotten to, like, take good photos of him. Extremely so Canadian. Yeah, at some point. Very Canadian. Yeah. Very Canadian.
0: Well, Tati, what is next for you? Is there anything that you're working on that you'd like to shout out or any... Um, should we shout yes, out Frankie?
1: Am... <laughs> I'll shout out Frankie Jonas. I love you, Frankie. Um... Dropping a fire mixtape,
0: or not? I was like, Um, okay,
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) okay, yep. Dropping an album come March now. Nice. nice. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna be starting some fashion stuff, which so excited. Oh, shout out wisdom! I love wisdom.
0: (laughs) Yes, wisdom for those listening. Wisdom is um fashion icon, fashion internet boyfriend.
1: Yes, my internet boyfriend wisdom. I love you. Love you. Um. It's gonna be it's gonna be a one-of-one line, so it's gonna be for sale, and then we're gonna be launching some other stuff that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, so I'm not going to. Period. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, some I don't I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about, what I'm not allowed to talk about, so I'll just (laughs) leave it at that. Well, where can we find you? (laughs) You can find me on TikTok. I'm Illumitatiana, because for some reason TikTok doesn't let me take the handle, Illumitati. Um I'm going to have a conversation about that at some point. We're going to call
0: Mr. (laughs) TikTok after this podcast. I'm going to call
1: Mr. TikTok after this and be like, please just let me make my username (laughs) Illumatati. Well, thank you so much for coming, Tati. stream 21st century vampire. There you go. A little little (laughs) buddy shout out. (laughs) (laughs) How do you give him some
0: love? Thank you so much for coming on. This was an absolute pleasure. You are such a Renaissance woman.
1: I wish you all
0: the best. I see you soon, Brittany. so good being here. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at at TikTok and at TikTok creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag for you podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts, I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production. Yeah!